Welcome to another 3ND show. As always, I'm Mark King. Uh, you can follow me at King underscore producer. And the Grizzlies, man, they're, they've done it again. They, they've won again. So uh, we're going to treat this uh, this coming into the New Year's. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. That's what I'm doing with my life is recording a podcast uh, because we uh, we used all of our, our sitter uh the favors for the or for the Tigers game yesterday, so uh, we're here. But so I'm bringing you a new podcast. So uh, the Grizzlies won. That was uh, that was something else. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Talk about the loss of the Warriors. Uh, just talk about the last two games in general. In general, the Grizzlies offense. Uh, what the next game is, and then just kind of where the Grizzlies are are, uh, are in the tankathon, where in that race where they're at, and kind of the live standings. And so uh, let's get right into it. So so the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies lose to the Warriors um, on Saturday. It was a weird. I, it was a weird time for you know, matinee over there for them, uh, I believe. So uh, the Grizzlies uh, lose the Warriors, one forty one, one twenty eight. A couple thoughts on this game. That I thought that the Grizzlies actually, like the Grizzlies played had a really good offense. The um, the Grizzlies. Defense was terrible and has been terrible for some time now, but their offense is actually really good. But just the, you know, neither the Grizzlies or the Warriors decided they want to play defense, which is fine in most cases, I guess. But when your offense is is, is playing well, but the Warriors, man, the offense is just it was just it was unstoppable. Uh, Steph Curry came back; it was his first game back from a while. He hit ten threes. He made Marcus All look uh, silly at one point, so. Um, you know, when you're playing the Warriors, when their third best guys basically, or Kevin Rand, or excuse me, Clay Thompson, however you want to look at it, their third best guys, one of those guys, it's, it's kind of insane. So, um, for them, their, their, their offense is so explosive. They really don't have to play much defense. They are a good defensive team, but they don't have to play much defense. Uh, they didn't play any defense uh, against the Grizzlies, and neither did the Grizzlies. They decided it was going to have a shoot at one hundred and forty-one points. Uh, the Warriors put on the Grizzlies. Um, and the, the the Grizzlies scored one hundred twenty-eight, which I'm positive that is the most they've scored in any game all year long, uh, which was a surprise to me. And I think it was like, I want to say it was like someone had eighty points at halftime. It was just crazy. Um, but Marcus he he had a really good first quarter. Uh, he came out just just scoring the basketball, twenty seven points, ten of thirteen shooting, six rebounds. Um, he played like the Marcus saw that you know that we want him to be. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's not that guy on, on a regular basis. But um, that's the Marcus saw that you hope that you would get every night. You you don't get him. Uh, you don't get that aggressive mark. But it, it is so much fun to watch when you do get him. He he. He, his three-point sh- uh, shots were falling, which for him, when his his now that he has ex- has put that in his arsenal, is this these the three-point shot. When they do fall for him, it changes his game just c- considerably because people have to start coming out. He's able to drive the ball a little bit more, and his post game is not really what it once was. And so, him adding that three into his game is so much better for him. So he, he, he was really clicking on the three ball. Um, you could tell he was feeling it again, 27 points. That's the Marcus all that you want. That's the Marcus all that you need. Um, unfortunately you don't get it every night, but I, I thought it was, it was fun to watch. It really was. I mean, it, it's as bad as the Grizzlies have been all year and as bad as the Grizzlies have been lately. It just, you know, it's always, it's still fun to watch. Uh, some of your best players go out and, and have good games and just really play and 
so that that's fun to watch. Even though like I'm I'm still torn whether I want the Grizzlies to lose every game or I want them to go out and have fun and win because when they do or they do having they're having a good offense the past couple games and you know it's fun to watch. It's it's it, as a fan it, it's fun to see. It's it's fun to see those guys have a good offense and shoot the ball like crazy and and score an amazing insane amount of points. But at the same time, you know every win is uh is decreasing your value of getting a higher pick so it's kind of like it, 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 i'm still torn i'm i'm probably leaning i lean more you should tank than anything at this point really and truthfully as you probably have heard in all the other last podcasts but it, it's still fun um Tariq Evans 22 points 3 rebounds 9 assists i mean he is literally doing everything everything possible for him to do this year i mean he's playing out of his mind um, which, like I said in the last pod, we went. I went through it. I just don't know. I don't know if the Grizzlies have the have the have the smarts to make the move and 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 move Tyreek and and instead they would probably kind of keep him. Grizzlies will finish ninth or tenth and have a terrible pick. I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing on based on uh, what they've done in the past. So, uh, Jamaka Green, twelve points, eight rebounds. Uh, you know, pretty solid game for Jamal. I, you know, he's really been uh, hasn't been good this year. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but hasn't been hasn't been great. Uh, Deontay Davis, ten points, five rebounds. Uh, Kobe Simmons, this was the Kobe Simmons game of all the. I mean, seventeen points, three assists. I mean, he was he was doing everything as far as scoring the basketball. He shot it from the three ball. Uh, I have the uh, let me get the box score for his son exactly what uh, Kobe was uh, shooting. Uh, oh, I dropped my phone. Sorry. Uh, see, Kobe is that night. Kobe Simmons seven for ten, three for four from three. So I mean, it's incredibly efficient. Uh, he doesn't really. I don't think he shoots the three. Hasn't shoot, shot the three ball well since he's been with the team. Since he's been playing. With the actual Grizzlies, I'm not sure about the hustle, but um, I'm not. I don't think that's his. Uh, I do not think that is his expertise, and that that area that he, he drives and he thrives in. He is more of a uh, go to the basket kind of guy. Uh, but seven for seven for ten, thirty one minutes, three for four from three point. I mean, just an, an incredible game for Kobe Simmons. And I said it. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've said it somewhere. I know he is a guy that. As soon as he gets his confidence and you know and, and really understands the NBA game and um, because yes he's he's been dominating the hustle but it is such a different game it is so different um, it's like making that leap from college college NBA it is an entirely different game and so uh, for Kobe to do that it's it's really impressive um, you know once he gets his confidence once he learns uh, the way the game is played at the NBA level I think he will be a good I think he will be a very good uh, basketball player. Um, at least a scoring point guard. I'm not sure how well he, you know, can distribute the ball. He's that's something he'll have to learn, but um, he will be a very good scoring point guard uh, for sure. And so Kobe, Kobe had a great game against the Warriors. Uh, best game he's had as a Grizzly. Um, high uh, career career 17 points. Um, but it was really, again, it was really a, a, a pretty solid game from the Grizzlies. It was just something that they couldn't handle. F- you know, as far as defensively, they couldn't they couldn't put stops together at all, um, and they chose to try to run with the Warriors, and that just didn't work out for them at all. Uh, so it, it, they did they played well, but they get going against the Warriors. It just you know it's just not enough, and unfortunately, you can't run with them 
especially not having the shooting that that they have. So uh, that was a mistake on their part. But I'm not sure what you can do to stop the Warriors anyway at this point. So uh, it was fun to see. It was a fun game to watch, that's for sure. Um, the Grizzlies beating the Kings 114-96 uh, tonight. Just The game just ended a few, a few minutes ago, uh, 30 minutes ago so far. Uh, Tyreek Evans, 26 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Just, I mean, did it again. Again, he is literally doing everything. Um, without Tyreek Evans, I think the Grizzlies would have maybe four wins. Uh, so it, it really is impressive what he's doing this year. Uh, Marc Gasol did not have a great night. Seven points for him. Um, it, it was a game that they they pretty much led from start to finish. Uh, they pretty much dominated the game, so I'm not sure if you really needed that from him. I mean, you'd like to see more from him, um, but I'm not sure if that's something you really needed. So, uh, you know, it. I would like for him to get more than seven points on a nightly basis, especially against the Kings, because the Kings are awful. I mean, they are a terrible team. I'm not. I'm not sure how the Grizzlies are worse than the. Or excuse me, the Kings are worse than the Grizzlies, but they are. They're just it was just, they're they're bad, and so uh, you'd like to see more than seven points from Marcus All. Uh, three and nine shooting, one for four from three. So it just um, it wasn't there. Three the the three ball wasn't there for him tonight. But again, he had so many contributors from everybody else throughout the night that I don't think it mattered. Literally, every person on the roster that played tonight, excuse me, every person on the roster played tonight. And scored tonight. Um, so you got contributions from literally everyone tonight. Uh, it was a it was a large lead for a majority of the game. So they were able to get a lot of the a lot of the guys that don't normally get minutes in into the game. And so again, it's one of those nights you didn't really need it from Marcus All. You'd like to see it, but you didn't really need it from him. So uh, it was okay. So um, Jermichael Green only had. Seven points, seven points, four rebounds. I don't know what's up with Jamaka Green. Again, he had 12 points last game, but he just has not been. He has definitely fallen off from what he was last year. Um, that's for sure. And he has not been. He has not been good. And so you, uh, you, you're seeing now what maybe the, a lot of the other teams saw in the in the off season in the summer. Um, not offering him a big deal that maybe he wasn't worth it. Um, I'd always contended he was a fringe starter in the NBA anyway, but I thought he was good. I thought he worked with this team. Uh, but he has he has fallen off uh, considerably. Seven points tonight. He didn't start the second half. Actually, Jarrell Martin started the second half for him, and so that was really uh, surprising. It was very telling. And um, it wasn't because of injury, because he came back in the game. So I, I'm not entirely sure... Uh, what that was about? Obviously, it's, it's an away game, so uh, we, you know, I didn't see anything anybody ask him about that particularly, or ask, excuse me, Coach Bickerstaff about that particularly after the game. Um, but yeah, Jamaka Green, it just has, has not been good. Uh, has been very mediocre this year, and um, you know, on a team where the Grizzlies only have maybe one or two good scoring options every night. Um, you know, you really, you really need that. You really need him to step up. You really need him to be able to hit those corner threes. You know, to stretch, to stretch the offense. That's what you, you need from Jamaka Green if you're going to win. If you're going to win on a nightly basis, obviously they're not. But you know, that's the offense you need from him. You need those corner threes from Jamaka Green. You need good defense. You need rebounding. 
Um, and so far this year, he just hasn't provided that. So I, I'm not sure what's happening or what's going on with Jamichael. He did miss training camp. I, I'd, I'd like to think that um, his struggles are not just based purely off a of training camp. But uh, you, you never know. I mean, they could be. I, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that, though. Um, Deontay Davis was really good again tonight. Ten points, nine rebounds, almost had himself a double-double. Uh, third straight game he scored in double digits. I mean, I, I said this on maybe the last podcast before. I don't know, but he he's really he's done he's done what's been asked of him, um, and and that's getting him points, just running the floor, being that big athletic big out there. But tonight was something else. We saw something entirely different from him, where he was actually. Um, you know, she, he had a couple uh, mid-range jumpers. He had, he had one, uh, one hook going through the middle of the lane. Uh, he had one step-back jumper. I mean, some things that we just really haven't seen from Deontay Davis. So I was really impressed with that. I mean, he, he has shown me that we have no reason to play Brandon Wright anymore at all. So I, I'm, I'm all in on, 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 on Deontay Davis getting all of Wright's minutes because He's a very similar player to Wright, but I I, I think long-term, obviously he's not hurt, so that's better, but long-term I think he might be a better player than Brandon Wright. Um, Him just not being hurt and being able to play is a a huge bonus, right? just right there. But again, third straight game, he's been in double figures. I really like the way he's been playing as of late. Um, they're using him good. They're, they're, they're playing better offense and we'll get more into this later, but they're playing better offense and really opening up the game and allowing him to run the floor. It's not a whole lot of half court sets. Um, I've alluded to that in, in, in various forms that this, this Grizzlies team, if you want to win, uh, which their goal is to win games, the offense of a half court set for this team, particularly this roster makeup, is not good. I mean, it does not lend itself to scoring a lot of a lot of points. Um, and we talked about it before. The pace uh, is so slow. Uh, I mean, that has to pick up. That has to really pick up for for the Grizzlies to win basketball games. In the past few games, the offense has has been there and has been more open and has allowed uh, Deontay to run and, and get up and down the floor and score those lobs. And 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 tonight again, he had some things that we had not seen before, which is good. Which it's really good to see him get that confidence. Um, he has come a very long way from the summer, so it, it's good to see that. Um, Speaking of Brandon Wright, he only got five minutes tonight uh, to score two points. Um, so, you know, we might be seeing, seeing that transformation before our eyes and getting Deontay getting those right minutes. Um, he he just, you know, has been okay. Hasn't been great. There's nothing nothing that's keeping him to, from keeping Deontay from getting his playing time. You know, he hasn't done anything that stands out and said, oh, we, we can't play Deontay because Wright's doing X. You know, he's, he's, not, he's definitely not been doing that. Um, so he, he only got five minutes tonight. Um, he was actually the um, person that got the least amount of minutes. Uh, Jarrell Martin, 24 minutes, 11 points. Uh, he, he's been playing better. Uh, we'll give him that. The past few games, he is, he's, he's been a decent he's been a decent ball player. Um, still really struggles with defense, uh, really struggles with some things. And as, as I've always said, I don't think he's long-term a good player. But recently, uh, he's, been, uh, he's been very decent. So, Kudos to him. I mean, he he went from, you know, what possibly being traded to rumored to being cut to uh, playing his playing his butt off in in uh, preseason to getting minutes to starting in the second half tonight. I mean, you know, he's come a really long way, uh, and so 
shout out to him for not stop working. You know, I mean, you, you got to come in that that's for sure. Uh, no matter how good or bad of a player he is, not stop at working even when it thinks you know, or you think it looks like you're not going to get any minutes at all uh, for the future, or you might be just cut. So good on him to keep working. Um, ben McLemore actually played tonight, which was surprising as hell, but it did take a 27 point lead for him to get in the game. At one point, everybody on the team had played and scored except for Ben McLemore, he, uh, it, again, it took 27 minute or 27 point lead for him to get in the game. So that's where we know it stands. The, uh, top free agent signing for the Grizzlies who has had DMP CDs the past four games, uh, takes a 27 point lead to get into the game in garbage time, uh, which garbage time was pretty much all of the fourth quarter tonight. Uh, so he, he got in 12 minutes. He actually scored eight points, uh, went two for four from three, I thought he scored three threes, but they have it on the box scores too, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, but I could have swore he scored three. Uh, Wayne Selden actually scored or actually played tonight, so that was awesome. Uh, Wayne Selden uh, just randomly played tonight uh, after missing most of the year. Uh, played 17 minutes, 10 points. I mean, had a huge dunk. I mean, he really showed why you know what the Grizzlies are missing I mean I, I thought all along he should he would be the starting two guard for the Grizzlies um and he kind of showed that tonight he was three for seven from the field uh it was one for four from three but uh, you know he he is a good basketball player and so hopefully you know hopefully that's um that's a good sign and he continues to play uh more and more minutes I know bigger staff said that he um would give the the guys that have been injured, uh, minutes coming back, but that doesn't guarantee them, you know, rot- rotations over the other players that have been here, uh, Drell, et cetera. So, uh, you know, great. it's great to see Wayne Selden actually on the floor any basketball games. I had forgotten what he looked like at some point, but uh, but he did play 10 points. Uh, pretty like I said, everybody scored. So um, I think that's pretty much it. Mario Chalmers played tonight. He wasn't – he wasn't awful. He was awful at times, but it wasn't awful overall. Um, again, you're playing the Kings. It's a really bad basketball team. It's hard to be awful. So uh, take take all that with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies played well tonight, though. The, the offense was there. Um, the offense looked good again uh, for the third game in a row. Um, the offense is, is, has been good. Um, the offense has been... Better than it has been all year for the last three games. Um, they scored over 100 points the last three games. They haven't played any defense at all, but they've scored over 100 points the last three games. Uh, the normal, I'll put it, put it, give you some numbers to put it in perspective a little bit. Uh, the normal, I guess, average offensive rating for the, for the entire year, that includes the games of this, the past three games. So the average offensive rating for the year is 103.1. Uh, the last three games has been 121.3. So it's a, that's a huge jump, 17-point uh, jump um, for the Grizzlies in the offense in the last three games. I mean, it, 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 you can tell. I mean, it, it looks better than it has been, you know, all year. Um, I'm not going to say their offense is back because I've spent a lot of times writing and saying that it, they have bad offense. Um, but it, it looks like they figured out that, you know, they're really not a half-court team. Um, they've been running a lot more. They've been getting up and down the, the, the floor a lot better. So hopefully that's good news for the Grizzlies, uh, and they continue that that trend. Um, they've scored over, like I said, they scored over 100 the last three games. Um, now, that, like I said, the defense has been awful. It's been just atrocious. Uh, their average defensive rating per year 
is, uh, let's see, the normal defensive rating is 106.4 for the year. Um, defensive rating with the past three games is 112.9. So uh, it's a pretty big jump there. Um, they average, they only average 98.3 points per game this year in offense. And so having a, you know, being over 100 the past uh, three games and then 128 for the Warriors games, that's, that's a, that's a big jump. So I'm not sure the Grizzlies have turned a corner. I'm not sure that they are crazy better than they were before on offense, but uh, the last three games have, has, have, have, have improved uh, a lot. So hopefully it is a, it is a turn for the good and they will continue to, um, they continue to be good on offense. They got the Clippers coming on coming uh, on Tuesday. They're actually playing, so that's not coming into the forum. They are actually being they'll be at the Clippers on Tuesday. Clippers won three have won three in a row. They've won five out of the last six. So um, the only loss they have actually in that last six is to the Grizzlies. Lou Williams has scored like a crazy person, so we might get a, a uh, Lou Williams, Tyreek Evans uh, score or, or scoring game. Who knows? Uh, I know that last game, Austin Rivers went went for a lot of points, which, again, Austin Rivers should never be going for 30 points. He's not that good of a basketball player. So hopefully we'll, we'll see what the what the Grizzlies do against the Clippers on Tuesday. It is a very late game. It's a 930 tip. Uh, so those games are, are, are pretty late for – us people in central time. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. You'll see how the Grizzlies continue. Uh, they've they've won one of the past couple games. Uh, the, the Warriors game was good. But, uh, again, going up against the Warriors offense is not something that you want to do is try to have a shootout with those guys. Uh, and then lastly, where we're at in the Tankathon. Where the Grizzlies rank right now, live standings in the Tankathon. The Grizzlies won. So that's a bad thing if, if you are – in favor of getting a high draft pick. Now, um, this is again. This is depending on what you think. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I think, I think that I'm for, I think that I'm for this this process of a tankathon. But we, we shall see. Uh, the Mavericks actually won tonight. They actually beat. Let me get the scores up real quick. They actually beat. They beat the Thunder. Um, Dennis Smith had another good game. So that was that's good for the Grizzlies. So they're actually um, have 13 wins now. The Lakers at one point were beating the Rockets, and then they went to double overtime, and the Lakers lost uh, by a few points in double overtime, uh, 148 to 142. Uh, so that's not what you wanted. I thought we were going to get a Mavericks and a Lakers win, both a Mavericks, Lakers, and a Grizzlies win all in one night, which is kind of like the best of both worlds because you get to see. Uh, the Grizzlies play well. You get to, you know, kind of have a good feeling. And, yeah, they're winning, and the the, the the young guys are playing good, and they're shooting the lights out of the ball. Uh, they get a win, and then the Lakers win, and the Mavericks win, and no love lost. You don't lose your uh, you don't lose your your uh, your position in the tank, uh, so to speak. So, um, but that didn't happen. The Lakers, Lakers lost. Mavericks won. Um, some other teams to note. Are the the Hawks didn't play today? They're they're very last in the standings. Um, so the Grizzlies should be third now, the third worst record in the league. So yeah, third worst record in the league. The Lakers have eleven wins. The Grizzlies have twelve wins. There's well, the Grizzlies, the Magic, and the Kings all have twelve wins, but the the Grizzlies have uh, the worst record of those because they, they played some more games and then the way the tiebreakers work. And then the Lakers have 11 wins on the Hawks have 10 wins. So 
only a couple games out of that out of that top top draft pick uh, slot there. So, uh, depending on what you uh, depending on what you what you want to happen could be good, could be bad. So, uh, even though the Grizzlies won, if that's what you want, that's great. And even, and if they you're rooting for a tank, even though they won, it's still not all bad because we had some other wins. They basically are the exact same spot they were when they entered the game. Uh, tonight as far as the standings are concerned um i do have uh, someone sent me one question for the podcast uh at must see dc what playoff teams would be the best fit for tyreek also because of his low salary and additional and additional players would most look most likely have to be dealt with him who would you like to see moved with him um you know the playoff teams that are contending right now. Let me let me pull those up real quick and see who's uh, who's the top divisions. You know the teams I think will probably the most fit. We always say the Cleveland the Cavs out there, um, but I I still even though that's been said a lot, I still think the Cavs will be a good fit for Tyreek uh, having that because he would be coming off the bench. You know having that option of scoring off the bench would be uh, unreal for them and kind of put them I think would put them over the top. Um, someone like the, the bucks might not be bad for them. Again, I I don't know what they would have to give up. Um, and so, you know, you really want to target somebody with, with future assets. I'd really have to look and see who has what picks and sit down. Uh, you know, I think the, the Cavs is always, the Cavs have always been targeted because of that Brooklyn pick. Um, so I, you know, between those two, maybe, um, as far as the West is concerned, you know, other than probably the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Thunder, um, those two, those are the two of the teams that would, would probably point to, um, especially the Thunder would be mo- less likely because they already have, uh, people that have to, um, have the ball a lot in their hands anyway. And I think that's probably one of their biggest problems is, uh, having someone, you know, having people like Melo and Paul George and Russ, oh, all dominate the ball, you know, adding Tyreek in the mix. I don't think really, I don't think helps them at all um but uh you know someone like the timberwolves um you know they they don't really have they have jamal crawford which has been okay hasn't been great this year um but they don't really have that dynamic score off their bench like you you would want um they thought that was going to be jamal crawford but it just really hasn't been and so uh, someone like Minnesota, I think, would be a good fit for Tyreek because he would be able to come off the bench, uh, provided really secondary, uh, secondary scoring for them uh, because their bench rotation isn't isn't great. Uh, so they have you know Jamal Crawford and Shabazz Muhammad are really only only players they're getting off the bench that are you know wings that so you know quote unquote the score Shabazz hasn't been scoring at all. He's been scoring four points a game. And Jamal Crawford has not been great. So, um, someone like someone like Minnesota, who you could uh, potentially take back some, you know, bad contracts, or um, you know, probably get maybe get a pick, something like that. Um, th- those are just the those are just the first uh, first few teams that come to mind. Um, second part of that is uh, what 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 players would we have to uh, include in the deal because of his salary to get dealt? Um, you know. Personally, it really just depends on uh, what you're trying to get. Obviously, um, a lot of that will probably I would probably hinge package him with 
a Brandon Wright. Uh, just try to get rid of that. But you know, if you're trying to get a pick from, you're trying to get a pick or a future pick from a team, you know, you really don't have to include any asset if that team can take a player. Um, but you know, if that team can take a player and can take and take the money into uh, into the cap, which a lot of players can because his salary is so low. Uh, so if you're trying to get a, a pick or future asset, you might not have to you might have to deal anybody with him. Um, but I'm not sure if he would get it done alone. Um, for the Grizzlies, you'd you'd like to see someone like uh, Brandon Wright attached to that. But I'm not sure people would take him because he's you know he's not he's not a good he's not a good asset. Um, so you know you would like to try to attach either Brandon Wright. Or I would like to try to attach Brandon Wright or Ben McLemore. Um, ben McLemore maybe. I mean. I doubt it though. Um, and that's the problem with the Grizzlies. They don't have a whole lot of tradable assets you can attach with Tyreek to make it a more, you know, enticing deal. Um, I think Tyreek by himself, you know, he can, he can get you probably first on a pick. Now, if you have to take something back in return, as far as a bad contract, that's a different story. Then you have to start putting, you know, Brandon Wright in there or, uh, you know, for Brandon Wright, you could probably package him because he's an expiring contract. So it's not as bad as it looks. Um, so, there's a lot of options. I'd have to really look, really look and see. But again, if you if your your goal is to get future assets, future assets for for Tyreek, and it should be, your goal is to get a first round pick for him. Um, you you if you find the right trade partner, you you might not have to take back any player at all, uh, and you just trade Tyreek for uh for a uh, for a first round pick. Now that's very unlikely, um, because most teams carry uh, 15 players. So it's very unlikely they have the roster space to take him in, in into that. So, um, but again, you never know. Um, but they should be actively looking for a Tyreek Evans trade partner. Um, if they do, if they if 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 they are smart, they should definitely be looking for a Tyreek trade partner. But as I said before, I'm not entirely sure. If they're willing to do that, if they're willing to give up on their uh, the dream of making the playoffs and bringing Tyreek back, you know, and they can't bring Tyreek back with the way the just the way it's constructed. So, I'm hoping that they see the light at the end of the tunnel as well, and they're looking for a trade partner. But uh, those are some those are some ideas for Tyreek Evans and where he might uh, where he might go. Uh, that, that's been that's it for the podcast today. Uh, again, if you liked it, please go subscribe on our iTunes page. Uh, please follow me at King underscore producer. Follow the, the podcast at Three ND Pod. Go subscribe in the iTunes. Go leave us a, a five star review in the iTunes store. It really really helps our uh, our show. So I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the listens. I appreciate the the downloads. Uh, until next time, it'll probably be the end of the week before I get another pod in. I'm going on vacation. Uh, this week, Monday through Thursday, so I'll be out. So um, it'll probably be at the end of the week before I get another pod. But again, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing. Thank you so much for downloading. Till next time.